0: legion welcome to week two march 7th through uh, 12th we have a great week for you just a quick note on this saturday this was uh the the day of the open for us so we didn't get any scores for grocery bags this is just something that happens grocery bags is the name of the workout (laughs) uh and so we don't have any scores for that one so that one's on saturday just so you know up front As a reminder, we have our month theme overview. This is week two, electricity disciplines, gymnastics. So you'll see that stuff in the weeks. Plumbing is the system. Kettlebells, virtuosity, you'll see more kettlebell stuff. Classics is fun and squat endurance and lactic tolerance. You're going to find in both the progression for the uh, squat endurance. And then we have lactic tolerance. You're going to see those in extra credits. So that is just a quick high-level overview. overview. Brian, you have anything you want to add? Nope. think we're good cool let's uh hop into monday um monday now we've had a couple questions about these systems heavy breathing how these these letters work and all that we are going to be building that out in the e-learning for programming so that's in the works just so you guys know but shoehorn this workout is a heavy breathing um this is actually the wrong notation i don't know which one you mean here brian is it is it heavy breathing oh yeah yeah it is heavy breathing it is everything. Yeah,
1: we just had the P in our accent. Well, it's
0: clicked. Yeah. Heavy breathing just means that breathing is generally going to be the limiter. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some amount of burning involved here, but generally the burning isn't going to be what's stopping people. But if we look at the warm-up, yeah. we got seven minutes, 30 seconds, single unders, uh kettlebell deadlift bodybuilders tricep and lat stretches running through those again as always if you want to change the warmups or adjust them based on your specific needs or desires feel free to do that the workout uh, we have our preparation because this workout contains double unders kettlebell snatches burpees over kettlebell right so there is some good shoulders here you can see right away the double unders you kind of have that static kettlebell you're alternating on those kettlebells uh, but we're going to start with double under review, review the kettlebell snatch, and then hop into a setup and rehearse. Um, and Brian, I hand it off to you. Tell us about the goal of the system and what you saw in class.
1: Oh, yeah. the Yeah, this one, like Nathan was saying, kind we could kind of go either way, breathing, burn, or heavy breathing. But because of what happened in class and what I was seeing in class was people with their hands on their knees sucking wind and no one was like shaking their arms out. And most everyone told me it was the breathing especially through the you know the double unders after the the burpees you're kind of this little transition from the end of one round to the beginning of the next is um is pretty pretty taxing on the on the breathing where you will get some burning in the kettlebell snatch for sure with the shoulders but it'll never stop you it'll always be that heart rate and that breathing that'll slow you down but the goal here would just be to maintain unbroken sets all the way through so consistent movement particularly on those kettlebell snatches and burpees um if you do break on the double unders just get right back to it so we had a few people you know have a have a hard time with their their double unders that got a little bit close to that 25 minute mark so if you're kind of struggling with double unders because that is eight rounds i would drop to single unders just so we're hitting the system uh pretty directly and not getting too far into double under practice at the beginning of every round if that makes sense um, but pretty straightforward, heavy breathing, just keep it moving, uh, keep the breathing going consistently and, um, you know, try to make every round look exactly the same.
0: And Brian wrote a, a blog on levels considerations. You always want to consider mm-hmm. these levels, neuro and core kettlebell and just taking into account. It's the way that we can really have this, uh, individualized programming in a group environment. It's pretty specific to us and very valuable. So that's the workout accessory. We got some core accessory here, eight minutes for quality. Supine leg raises, tuck ups, hollow holds as normal. The goal here is quality. So it's not for time. You're doing eight minutes and you're just accumulating, start a clock, and people are going to be moving through this with really high focus and making sure that their bodies are moving properly. Extra credit, breathe and mobilize. We got a jog and bike, a jog or bike. Quad smash, couch stretch, and then uh, jog and bike. And then on the other side, quad smash, couch stretch. So that's the extra credit. Also a value add if you want to give that to your members just so that they have um, the opportunity to work on that. Now the heavy breathing, breathing, building steadily through the first few rounds and settling in at a high rate for the remaining rounds. This is just a description of the workout, which is underneath the strategy and briefing. So when you're briefing this, you can easily tell people how they should be approaching this workout. Heavy breathing, steady breathing throughout that's your Monday. Tuesday, we have our uh, squat endurance. This is a progression. This is the 20 reps. So at the upper, you know, purple, brown, black, wherever people are, they could be doing that back squat. But we want to make sure they're not uh, still at this time. This is two weeks in. They did it last week. If people, you know, went too hard last week, they're probably pretty damn Mm -hmm. sore. The, The 20 rep squat in general, even if you're training the 20 rep squats, your legs still will get a little bit sore. And then this week, it's up to a moderate, you're heavier than last week. But we're going to warm up here with K squats, glute bridges, press of barbell and then a plank. So we're kind of prepping everything to get into the squat endurance. Somebody asked about should should you build sets of 20? No, no, you don't ever want to do multiple sets of 20. It's just the, the reps are too high. You want to do a set of five, maybe go up to eight but that's still maybe too high, just kind of getting a a set and then you're warming everything up. And then when you get into that 20, it should be a long set where you're breathing in between the reps and you're taking your time, big breath down. It's not like I'm not blasting through them as fast as I can. I'm going nice and steady and then increasing week to week. And you'll see five to 10% heavier at, at that brown level.
1: We also had another question of why we don't build like 12s, 15s into 20s. And with only a short amount of time, like we only have four weeks to build right? It's, it's a little bit better to just get them used to the 20 reps over the weeks. If we had eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks to build a 20 rep squat, we'd probably start with 12s, 15s and slowly build up. Right. But that, uh, that 20 rep set is so specific that getting those touches three, four weeks in a row does a lot for, you know, that, that end result. So it's just another question we had, uh, this past week.
0: Yeah. And taking that, right, we're gonna go into this uh the workout. We have a a thruster in here at a light weight, 7555, and it's dropping down to uh so there is that that squat element in that thruster, but it's three rounds and we do want to pick a, a weight light enough that allows us to move through this with intensity. There's a one-minute rest in between this workout, by the way, is called rusty chain. It includes 1512 of a rower bike calories. 15 thrusters, and then a suitcase carry with a minute in between. So we're going to warm up, make sure that everybody's good at those thrusters and the suitcase carry. Now, after that, the 20 rep squats, legs might be a little wobbly. Uh, so just make sure to adjust and make that, that people the, with that thruster rate, thruster weight are it's appropriate for them and they're able to move through it. So Brian, what'd you see in this one goal wise system levels, consideration, all that stuff?
1: Yeah, this, this workout definitely requires some intensity, right? If we're just looking at the rep scheme, looking at the rest. So putting in some pretty good work on that rower bike, pretty high intensity, then rolling right into the thrusters, unbroken, consistent, um, really emphasize that unbroken, right? 15 thrusters at this relatively lightweight, even if it burns a little bit, just push through because you do get that one minute rest and then right into the kettlebell suitcase carry. So the kettlebell suitcase carry seems a little out of place here but what it does is requires you to breathe under load as we are recovering so we kind of get that extra rest here and here for the breathing but that you know it's it's loaded recovery with that suitcase carry so it just adds a little bit of an interesting twist to uh normally this high lactic tolerance type of workout that's That's why it's go ahead, go ahead Nathan Oh, that's why it goes from breathe and burn to full body burn. If we took out the suitcase carry, it would be full body burn the entire time. Um, And that's, we don't necessarily want to just throw you guys right into a full body burn after a 20 rep back squat. So that suitcase carry kind of helps to break things up a little bit.
0: And what I was going to say is that's why the minute, the rest is one minute. Right. So Mm -hmm. the 50, the resting one minute seems out of place. It seems too short for a workout like this. Right. But because the kettlebell suitcase carry is also rest, like Brian was saying with that loaded, you're, you're under load, but it's still enough where you can recover. And then you go into that rest one minute, it's going to give Mm -hmm. you a little bit more time. And that's why that, that rest is a minute. So if you're thinking about like the the system here and it's like, wow, why only a minute, that's the reason the goal top sub 10, Uh, And, you know, the note here, staggering starts uh, as needed on the rower and then picking a suitcase carry as heavy as possible. So
1: and we uh, did have we did have quite a few people in class. I had three or four people that I can remember really grinding out 20 rep back squats that I thought would have trouble with the workout because they had I think they went a little too heavy, to be honest, even though I gave them a full briefing and they were still able to slam through this workout pretty, pretty easily. And I saw them. Uh, two days later so no one was completely wrecked from this I know it looks like you could be but uh, most of the people were, were okay a few days later
0: and the uh, extra credit on this day bodybuilding we have had questions about how durability f- figures into what we do and how we define these things that is going to come in the e-learning but bodybuilding 20 hammer curls 20 dumbbell skull crushers resting two minutes times four and this is, uh, you know, filling in the gaps, filling in the, the holes that could be in somebody that uh, doesn't do any sort of isolated movements. Isolation can be helpful and useful. So we put that in there. The breathe and burn workout, right? This uh, rusty chain, the burning and breathing increasing quickly on the bike and thrusters and settling a bit in the farmer's carry. So you're kind of resting on that farmer's carry, but expect the lactic feeling on the last rounds especially as you're going into that carry right because you're coming off the air bike and the thruster and then you're going in that carry and you're going to it most of the time people are going to feel pretty damn tired while they're walking and they're trying to recover their breath while they're doing their suitcase carry that's the whole point right so we're, we're kind of getting that um that recovery under fatigue that's a tuesday wednesday <clears throat> we have mail-in rebate this is a workout with weighted pull-up at 15% of body weight at brown, nine power cleans, 15 ab mat sit-ups. So we'll talk about that, the the warm-up, scat pull-ups, body weight, good mornings, calf raises, bent hollow hold, dead hang. We do get questions about our warm-ups. We're just prepping for the the day and the session, but not specifically because the specific prep generally happens in the prep for the workout, which is clean progression. So we're going over clean progressions, strict pull-ups, building uh, to the weight if you are doing weighted or just getting familiar because at the earlier levels, we got an inverted bar row. But yeah, this workout uh, is kind of an interesting one. But Brian, tell us about this and how it worked and why it isn't breathe. Uh, it's not um, the muscular burn.
1: brace. Oh, breathe and brace. Yeah, the, the reason this is breathe and burn is just because of the lower weight and the lower reps where they're able to cycle through uh, pretty quickly, like no one's gonna. We we made it purposefully 15% because we know people can hit that pretty consistently and continuously move. And what really brings in the breathing is the power cleans. Where if we had like deadlifts in here or something that's a little bit less dynamic, uh, we could get rid of that breathe and it'd be more on the muscular burn side. And same thing with the ab mat situps because of how easy it is to cycle through those. Your heart rate will stay elevated, so the breathing will come into play but this is definitely more on the burn side of breathe and burn. So, right. We talk about that spectrum all the time where breathe and burn has this giant range. Sometimes it's more on the breathing side. Sometimes it's more on the burn side. This is like as far to the burn side as we can get before it flips to muscular burn. So we're thinking about that as we're going through the workout. So the breathing will be pretty steady throughout. You'll have that elevated heart rate. You'll probably be around 80%. Uh, heart rate the entire time but still maintaining consistent reps particularly on those pull-ups really crisp even if you have to take a few breaths before you start right don't rush into those sets thinking about quality first on those power cleans should be unbroken um, especially if we're doing hang quick singles is still pretty good for these these later levels but it would be better if you held on the entire time and just hit those unbroken and then smooth and consistent on the IMAT sit-ups to kind of recover a little bit before you come back around to those pull-ups. And really when we're going for 21 minutes with these types of movements, we're really just working on that consistency, right? This is pretty similar to how Cindy should flow, right? Where we're super crisp pull-ups and then power cleans obviously instead of, uh, instead of push-ups. So that'll be a little bit different, but then the ab mat sit-ups just like the air squats. We're just going through it smooth, catching our breath a little bit, and then we're right back to the, to the pull-ups.
0: And you know, this one, there shouldn't be a lot of urgency with moving on this one. Everything mm, should be yeah. consistent and smooth. You're not like rushing it. You do mm-hmm. your weighted pull-up. You know, you got to get your dumbbell uh, you, you do your weighted pull-up, or if you're doing strict pull-ups, you do them nice and solid. You gently move over to the power clean, you do a super solid set of good, high-quality reps. You go to the admat yeah. setups, good rep, and you're just nice and easy for 21
1: minutes. We're not yeah. like this is to- this is one of those workouts where you could get like six rounds in the first 10 minutes and then three rounds in the last 10 minutes, right? Like the first half, you get 90% of your work done. And the second half, you get like 10% because you just start failing pull-ups, right? I think that's what Nathan's getting at. Don't don't go so fast that you start to fail pull-ups.
0: Right. Or like you just are sloppy on the power cleans because you're trying to blast through them. Yeah. Everything oh, should be God. tight, nice, and focused with Definitely. something like this because it's 20 minutes. if if it's a you can maintain when fatigue starts to build you know Mm. you can only maintain so much and so you want it with a longer workout the chances of fatigue playing a role increase when you do a two or three minute workout the same thing happens but it's a it's a different because this is just a longer one so just keeping that in mind uh Mm. the accessory piece prehab accessory got peterson step up power raise seated external rotations again in an effort to round things out this can be tough to Communicate to members sometimes why it's important to do this kind of work. People kind of linger around and they go somewhere, they're talking in little groups, they're not really paying attention or they're not really doing this with focus. The better you can communicate as a coach why this stuff is important, the better it's going to be for your members. So just keeping that in mind. The extra credit. We have uh, an accessory of lactic tolerance. So we got 30 seconds. This is part of our progression. So at the end of the the month, if somebody does want to assess lactic uh, tolerance, they can, they've they've had the experience and they've kind of got some reps in terms of familiarity. But 30 seconds of of thrusters at the variation on the map and then 12 pull-ups. Jumping down, dropping down into jumping if necessary. Resting a minute times three. So that's the extra credit. The workout. I would
1: probably only do that extra credit too if you missed Tuesday's workout because you'll kind of get that lactic tolerance practice on that Tuesday. So just keep that in mind.
0: Right. Yeah. So making sure to look in when someone is in your care in terms of a member, you want to see what they're doing, what they've done, and prescribe based on them specifically. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. The, uh, workout here, we got, uh, mail and rebate, this 21 AMRAP, 21 minute AMRAP, breathe and burn. Breathing will settle in quickly in the burn, slowly building throughout, particularly in the pull-ups and the sit-ups. So that's, uh, the way that Wednesday workout goes. Thursday, we have handstand push-ups. This is an EMOM. So for the warm-up, four rounds, five wall slides, a pillar press, hip circles, Shoulder taps, and I'm just saying it like that so you can imagine in your head the, the flow and the way the movements are and what we're doing here. The handstand pushups then uh, is an Iman. At Brown, you're doing three to five strict it drops down to pikes and then to dumbbell presses with maybe a dumbbell overhead hold, you're taking it a little bit at a time so people can get familiar with this, but reviewing uh, the handstand pushups and practicing in that time also there's 20 minutes for this so there's 10 minutes to kind of prep specifically for those handstand pushups. Then the workout, we have glazed donut. This is an ascending ladder, 6, 12, 18, 24, 30. So up to 30 reps of ring pushups and box jumps. And we're, you're going to see ring pushups throughout this month throughout the and you see you're going to see themes similarities this is the whole idea around our themes with gymnastics as the electricity discipline and you'll see that in throughout so if you're wondering hey why is it suddenly all this or why don't why aren't we seeing more weightlifting or because we get we get people to put in like we'd love to see more of this or of this specifically everything we do has to do with themes so if we're if there's something obviously missing it's because it's not part of the themes and it's not to not to say that we're not going to ever put that in mixing the themes. It's just to say that from a theme level, from that high level, you're going to see more of this kind of stuff. So we do have ring pushup. The reason I say that is because we just, were working on the final week of this month and there's ring pushups in that a pretty interesting workout with ring pushups. It just reminded me. So this workout up an ascending ladder, ring pushups and box jumps, the box jumps are, are on the higher side, 30 inches, Right. So, and the, that, that last set, 30 box jumps at 30 inches, you know, that's a, it's a good amount. We got to stay focused on this, with, especially with ascending ladders because of the nature of um, stamina that comes into play. But tell us about this one, the goal, the system, all that stuff, Brian. And how this go in class?
1: Yeah, this, uh, this one is interesting because we do have the ring pushups going all the way down to orange. So we have the note there, right. That adjusts rings, as needed, thinking box push up height as we get to the earlier levels. If you get, you know, adjust the rings and it's still kind of awkward and they're not moving very well, go ahead and drop the rings. That's totally fine. Go to the box. We're just trying to mix it up a little bit, especially for the earlier levels, because we kind of notice that a lot of things drop down to the same movements, you know, where we have a lot of variability up here. But, you know, as you go down, the complexity has to drop and then that narrows movements we can use so just keep that in mind there is a certain point where once you raise the rings up it's not viable as a push-up variation anymore and we kind of learned that the hard way in the middle of the workout so uh, again just keep that in mind as you're uh, setting up for this one but like nathan was saying we really want to be cautious as we're ascending particularly on those box jumps the ring push-ups you're just going to start to fail the box jumps if you fail a box jump like that's a that could be a very sad time right so If at any point you feel unsafe, that's what I always tell the members of my class. I'm like, if at any point in the workout, a movement feels unsafe, just do the drop-down variation. It's not worth it just for your ego to finish out the workout at 30 inches or 24 inches or whatever it is, right? So just trying to stay consistent in those later rounds as we get (coughs) fatigued on those push-ups and box jumps, Uh, especially in that 24 and 30, I had a couple people that just completely tanked on the ring push-ups. Uh, in the 24 and 30 because they insisted on going unbroken in the 18. So, you know, being very cautious as we get up into those later levels so that we're not going into 15 16 minutes doing singles for 30 ring pushups, right? Like that's a that's never fun.
0: Yeah, and just a note on that, you know, the the box jumps there as you're going obviously always stepping down and uh you don't want to be doing rebounding and you want to be moving as consistently as possible, nice and smooth and dropping down if necessary. That's like the big thing is people get sloppy and then they start to slip and they, their legs miss and they're slamming their shins. This is a common thing. So we just want to make sure that people are, they're approaching it with, you know, reasonableness. And just to note that this, the six, the, the first set of six, the last set is five times the amount of the first set of six, yeah. right? So you were just keeping in mind that, yeah, that first set of six is going to feel like no problem on the ring pushups specifically. And then as you go, it's going to start fatiguing and you want to be able to maintain uh, the consistent reps, taking breaks as needed. So that's the uh, workout. Just a yeah. note. Sorry if
1: my camera got a little weird there. My dog's running around under my desk right now while they may alone. So yeah, <laughs> she doesn't care at all that I- we have a and video.
0: So yeah. this breathe and burn. Breathing is going to settle in quickly, and the burn slowly building throughout, particularly in the pull-ups and the sit-ups. So um, I think that might be a mistake. Pull-ups and sit-ups uh, were a different workout. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, Ring push-ups and box jumps on that. So, so the yeah, yeah. Um, the extra credit on this one, breathe and mobilize. This is similar to what we had a couple of days ago, maybe three, I don't know remember what day it was, but three minutes jogging row and then lat smash and tricep lat smash or lat stretch on the right side. And then the same thing, a flush and then on the left side. So um, that is the, the, uh, the Thursday. Friday now we have a workout poisonous dart. This is a 12 minute AMRAP with a four minute rest and then you repeat it, right? So this is a kind of a, you know, two workouts in one essentially, but the warm up here four minutes, two sets of four minutes. One set is air squats and ring rows, one set is leg swings and lizard stretch each side. We're going to go into this preparation. We're going to spend a good amount of time on bar muscle ups, right? Making sure because this at the at brown, we have bar muscle ups at purple, we have jumping bar muscle ups. Got to be careful with the, that jumping bar muscle up, making sure that it's appropriate for people as they're kind of flinging, that they could fling themselves up and not be solid because they're jumping. So just paying attention to that. Uh, but we're going to also review air squats in depth, right? Reteaching the foundations of the basics because this workout, five bar muscle ups, 20 air squats, 200 meter run. It's got a nasty girl's feel to it, right? But it's a little different. And uh, the, so I'll hand it off to you, Brian, goal system levels and what you saw in class.
1: Yeah, so for the goal, we're looking at five-ish rounds per AMRAP, and I always tell people the second time through, they have two options, either exactly the same or a little bit faster, and making sure you emphasize that before the workout starts. That way, they can um, pace accordingly in that first one so that they can progress in that next AMRAP, and then breathe and burn. Obviously, with these air squats, there has to be a burn in our system. Just because 20 air squats that burn will build up pretty quickly that fatigue will build up pretty quickly and then levels considerations API and upper body pull. So that API is just for the air squat volume uh, because it correlates to the wall balls that's the best correlation we have anyway for uh, air squats and volume so that's the reason for the API in there Um, and then obviously with this we have the bar muscle-ups jumping bar muscle-ups if like nathan said you feel unsafe doing jumping bar muscle-ups and kind of going back to what we were talking about with the uh the box jumps on the previous day if at any point in the workout they feel unsafe just drop down to the chest of our pull-ups it's not worth it just to you know finish out wherever they started for their ego again safety over ego always so making sure that jumping bar muscle up is appropriate, but regardless of their variation, they should be doing those unbroken all the way through. So jumping pull-ups, obviously jumping bar muscle ups, definitely, but the bar muscle up, right? We want to try to keep those unbroken. When you start to break it up, especially if we go to like singles, we're kind of getting out of this breathe and burn system where we're getting caught up just on the one movement and then moving quickly through these and then getting caught on this one movement where we kind of want it to flow a little bit more seamlessly right where we're not doing sets of bar muscle-ups with air squats and running in between if that makes sense yeah and and that breathe and burn
0: nature right that Mm -hmm. it's it's saying that yes it's gonna burn but in for it to burn you kind of have to continuously move
1: yeah for sure uh, uh,
0: although otherwise it's like more electricity than anything you're kind of like doing a big ass (sighs) thing and because it's an amrap also the 12 minutes an amrap dropping down is fine like, so some people, if, if it was three rounds or five rounds, someone would be like, maybe I want to just mm-hmm. get all the rounds done and there might and be practice. more of an incentive, but when it's an AMRAP, it's density of the, of what you can do within the workout and with a breathe and burn. So you Absolutely. want to make sure you're looking at the system, the breathe and burn, you're going consistently adjusting as needed to elicit mm-hmm. the right system.
1: And what I had a couple people do too, is if they can't do five unbroken consistently, I drop them down to three on the second AMRAP. And again, that'll kind of mess up the scoring a little bit, but they're still getting that bar muscle up work in and staying within the system, right? So just because it says five here, you know, there's, we have six levels, but there's an infinite amount of fitness levels that people have in your class, I'm sure. So if you have someone who can hit the five for the first one, they kind of start failing in their second AMRAP. But if you drop it down to three, they can stay within that system, but air squats, unbroken, running super smooth and consistent so you can start those bar muscle-ups right away when you get back inside but again the focus should be on maintaining consistency on that bar muscle-up and all those variations
0: exactly and then uh extra credit another breathe and burn session similar to the other work uh, the other breathe and mobilizes in the previous in the previous days there's a jog and stretch there's some sort of breathing part three minutes of consistent breathing and then we got hamstring smash right and then an elephant walk um two minutes and now what's an elephant walk brian
1: so that's a fully hinged i think to 90 degrees or as low as you can go for me that's like a little bit above 90 degrees if i'm being honest and then you're gonna straighten one leg at a time flex the quad um and then you're gonna i mean i'm gonna throw a big word out here you guys can look it up if you want it's called reciprocal inhibition so when you flex one side of a, uh, you know, muscle group, the other side has to relax. So the same thing happens if you squeeze your glute, your hip flexor has to relax. So you squeeze the quad, the hamstring has to relax. You kind of push into it a little bit and then you switch sides. You're just kind of going back and forth there, um, opening up the, the hamstrings.
0: squeezing the glutes, it's always, a, it's always a good thing. Yeah,
1: that's what I tell people in class. If you squeeze your glutes, you're doing it right.
0: Yeah, and so poisonous dart, breathe and burn, uh, breathing will get to a steady state quickly as burn builds in the upper back and legs with each round. So that's the, that's Friday, Saturday, final day of the week. Uh, and we have a single leg kettlebell deadlift. Okay. This is again kind of unique, but it's kettlebell theme. if you Remember? And so this is why things that are kind of unique, find their way into the programming. This is how it works. This is the way we can structure variety people you know how do you do group programming it's very difficult but we we uh we approach the problem through the the lens of themes uh so the warm-up suitcase kettlebell deadlift uh, arch body hold three rounds of that and then three rounds of push-ups and ring scap pulls going into this single leg kettlebell deadlift you're accumulating reps on each side building but making sure that people are contracting properly, they're staying focused, they're, you know, high quality movement. We don't want people to sloppily moving through all this stuff. So mm-hmm. single leg kettlebell deadlift, we got 20 minutes for that. Then, and do you have anything you want to add on that, Brian?
1: Yeah, yeah I was going to say this doesn't necessarily have to be like strength work. Like we don't need to grab the heaviest kettlebell possible. It's almost body awareness work and like, you know, movement quality work. So even for the highest levels, I'm sure you'll have some Brown athletes that can deadlift 500 pounds, but then can't go through full range of motion on a single leg kettlebell deadlift, but that's, you know, that's fine. They grab a light kettlebell work on that stability. Um, just don't force anything.
0: Exactly. And the workout <clears throat> grocery bags. This is, we don't have a score for this one. I mentioned it up front because we were doing the open. So there was not a chance for us to get a score, but this one is a kettlebell workout specifically. We have the prep, the, the prep for this is kettlebell clean, right? So we're going to go over kettlebell cleans, make sure we also review uh, kettlebell push jerks, uh, which is it's, we got some time here to spend because we're going to go into this workout four rounds, four time it's ND is non-dominant. So we got 12 kettlebell cleans on the non-dominant side, 10 kettlebell push jerks, non-dominant, and then a 25 meter front rack carry and switching sides. Then dominant. I think we messed up here. We got to put D's across um no, that happens
1: all the time yeah that man. sometimes just, happens like,
0: the uh, little things i mean we got so many moving parts this it, uh easy to let
1: things yeah this workout was changed quite a bit too um going from week to week so that's why we had a couple different things kind of missing yes. in here but and
0: um, uh yeah so tell us about this one I, we you didn't see it in class but just you know high level ideas also the system of consideration
1: yeah we've we've done something very similar to this um Not not recently, but I've definitely done the clean to push jerk to a I think it was a lunge, and that might be why the lunge was in there. Um, but really this is about flow and consistency with the kettlebell, kind of like going back to that kettlebell deadlift. We're really focused on movement quality and getting from those kettlebell cleans to the push jerks in a really smooth, consistent fashion, and then right into those kettlebell front rack carries. So think about when you see someone that does only kettlebell work. And I'm sure we've all been on Instagram, YouTube, seen those guys um, demonstrating those movements, how smooth and consistent the transitions are between the movements. That's kind of what we want to get here and kind of that kettlebell virtuosity um, that, that we're focusing on. And we don't get a ton of time to do that, right? But really hammering that in, giving people some e- extra work in that neurological side uh, of these movements can go a long way. Into, into even uh, improving other kettlebell movements as well, just getting more comfortable with that implement, uh, but really wanna try to go unbroken straight through. So trying to make that into a complex straight through that way, again, super smooth, super consistent, um, keeping that breathing consistent with the movement and then quick rest, transition back to the dominant hand, go straight through unbroken uh, the exact same way. So we're not rushing through We're not treating this as as fast as we can do this, no matter what it looks like. It should be how good can we make this look and then move as fast as that allows.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the the kettlebell world, this is one of the reasons why the Secret Service snatch test or version of the snatch test, that's what the the kettlebell snatch or the uh, strong first category, that's from, you know, RKC, uh, the Russian Russian kettlebell, the Pavel, it's sort of that whole world we bring those into the level method because it's part of fitness and it incentivizes us to put things that are going to build familiarity for people. And because it's this uh, external implement and there's skills involved, we just want to be focused on that and getting people to be moving properly, appropriately dropping weight as needed. Right? So if, if somebody isn't moving properly, we used to, we had, we used to have a gym that uh, wouldn't do kettlebell snatches because the person couldn't do kettlebell snatches the, the 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 owner of the gym didn't like kettlebell snatches personally and it made it so like none of the gym did it but it it requires specific technical expertise over time and it's built and it's useful in terms of fitness so yeah. just keep what in it does do too you
1: know. like the kettle this may be an aside here but now that we're talking about the kettlebell snatches, it allows like any one of these athletes could do a kettlebell snatch safely where we're getting that same stimulation that a a barbell snatch would get without the same complication and danger, right? A kettlebell snatch is much easier to learn and also much safer than a barbell snatch. So it's just a, you know, another way to utilize these implements and kind of getting that, that stimulus that you could, that you could get with Olympic weightlifting, but makes it a little more accessible uh, for all all the levels. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, the uh, workout here, if we look at the system, breathe and burn, breathing will settle into a consistent pace with burning, building in the posterior chain, shoulders and forearms throughout. It's going to be one side at a time, you know, so you do your right or you do your non-dominant dominant dominant. reason. we Obviously this is four rounds. So once you are through the first round, the dominant non-dominant doesn't really come into play very much, but we open with a non-dominant just because that'll be the one that needs the freshest uh, nervous system, and I mean, it's also just a way for us to tell people what to do, so they're mm-hmm. not like, "Where yeah. do I start?" For you know, so uh, so that's the workout. Extra credit here, bodybuilding. We got four sets for quality weighted box step ups on the right, and then on the left, uh, so high, super high quality movement. Just working and driving through that heel uh, and stepping up nice and solidly, and getting your body in the right position. So that is your Saturday. It's the end of your weekend of your day. Uh, if you have any questions about the workouts specifically, feel free to post them in the group. That's what the group is for. Any criticism, suggestions, anything that you want to add or you want to see, or if you want to tell us we're doing a good job, that's always nice to hear. But you can go to week the weekly survey where you'll rank elements of the week's And you can put feedback and we look at that Mm -hmm. every week. Okay. So making sure to use that. We love when people do it. It's, I know that everybody's busy. There's a lot of stuff going on, but we do appreciate it uh, because it just gives us information to move into the future with, right? So we kind of know what we're doing and uh, what we need to improve on. So that is just the final thoughts for me. Anything Mm -hmm. from you, Brian?
1: Yeah, we do have the open workouts coming up in the consecutive weeks. And I'm trying to get those done and published before they're even done with the live announcement. Like I'm I'm trying to be really on top of it, because I know you guys want to run that in class Thursday night, Friday night. So just if it's not up there, you know, within 30 minutes, it will be up there within the hour. And because of how the publishing works in chip, you may have to refresh your calendar. So just, you know, work with us a little bit when we're put it when we're throwing workouts into middle of weeks that have already been published. You know, it's sometimes if you've changed the week, it can be kind of hard to find. So just, you know, refresh a couple times, it will pop up for you. There's no code. There's nothing up there. It will be in the main track for everybody as soon as possible on Thursdays.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, we'll see you around.
1: See you guys.